Upperman and Monterey get long road trips for round two. The DeKalb County Tigers fell in their first round matchup, and four other Upper Cumberland coaches look to keep it rolling into the quarterfinals. We're joined by head coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees football program. Beat Chattanooga Central at home 34-7 in round one of the 4A playoffs. And coach, I'll start it right there. It looked like the team may have gotten off to a little bit of a slow start, but then were able to turn it on and get off to a big victory. Uh, how'd the guys get the job done Friday night? Yeah, you know, I, I felt like our energy level was was where it needed to be. Um, so, you know, I guess it was a little bit of a slow start, uh, but I think that was mainly just that one play, you know, the interception, and, uh, you know, they returned it for a touchdown. But you know, I felt like the guys were really, really focused and locked in and, and uh, eager to play hard, and, and that's really what I've seen out of them the last six weeks. So, Hopefully we can continue. You know, I think, I feel like we're playing pretty well at the right time of the year. And uh, but uh, again, you know, our our mindset was was really good going into that game and starting that game. Terrence Dedman, another big night running the football. Your defense forced four turnovers in that game. But what were they really doing a good job of on that side of the ball? Well, I, I think the key to the night on defense was. Clayton Harris was able to get, you know, a good bit of pressure on the, on the quarterback. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, coming in, he had us a little worried cause he's a little, he's a dual threat kind of guy. Uh, you know, he can, he was able to you know, make some plays through the air during the season and, and especially with his legs. But, um, you know, Clayton was in the backfield all night long and, uh, anytime you're getting pressure that helps your guys in the secondary and, since we started this win streak defensively, we, uh, you know, we've been playing pretty hard. Our offense is more geared towards, you know, controlling the clock and, and wearing people down. Um, you know, especially since Rollins got hurt, you know, he was our, our main big play threat. Defense is kind of our calling card and it's, you know, it's our number one priority here and, and it's been pretty successful for the last five years. Talking with head coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Getting ready for a round two matchup with East Hamilton on the road down in Chattanooga coming up on Friday. Coach, uh, as you go into practice this week, are you guys working on anything particular in practice? Yeah, uh, you know, today today's Tuesday, so it'll be a defensive day for us. And, uh, you know, the big thing they've got is a, is a quarterback. I know he was up for Mr. Football. He's uh, got, I think, 2,800, you know, uh, total yards rushing and passing. And, and uh, you know, he's a bigger guy, uh, about 210, 215. And, and uh, you know, they, they most of their run game is focused on him. And then he's got some, you know, really tall athletic receivers on the outside. So, they kind of spread you out a little bit, try to get your, your your box count down so he can hurt you in the run game. And and so it poses some problems for you, you know. So we're going to have to, uh, you know, really hone in on, you know, how we want to defend that and, and not, you know, we, we, we've got to be able to con- contain the quarterback run game. But, but you don't, you know, my philosophy is you don't want to, you know, play 55 snaps of great defense and give up two, two or three big plays in the passing game. So we got to be sound in our coverage stuff. But uh, you know, anytime people spread you out like that and, and work your 
you know, work your numbers in the box. It, 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 it's difficult to, you know, devise a plan that, that you feel comfortable with. Do, do you think it might be maybe maybe not an advantage, but it helps a little bit taking on a dual threat quarterback in round one and then another one in round two while the competition might raise a little bit in round two? I think it helps. Um, I, the only problem is they're two totally drastically mm-hmm. different styles. You know, this this guy's more of a, 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 a bruiser, kind of a chain mover kind of guy, um, kind of. Uh, reminds me of the kid from Elizabethan last year in the semifinals. Just uh, you know, was able to make some subtle moves in the hole and, and get four or five yards and fall forward and and move the chains. Uh, more of a running back style of a of a quarterback. Um, and, and and you know, eighty percent of their run game is designed runs for him. Uh, whereas the kid from Central was more, you know, off schedule stuff, like I, I call it, uh, accidental offense, where he's just kind of ad libbing, you know, and and so it's two different deals. Uh, but again, be uh, having the mindset that you got to account for that guy back there is 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 similar. So hopefully we can kind of carry over. The big thing is if we can carry over our our mentality of just. Uh, you know, being determined and swarming to the football, I think we'll give ourselves a chance. Lastly, Coach, obviously a little bit of a drive down to East Hamilton on Friday. What's the plan look like for you guys Friday? Yeah, we're we're gonna leave. We're gonna we're gonna try to normalize it as much as we can. You know, the the guys when we play at home get a get. Um, you know, they get eighth period athletics where we, they can come relax in the field house on Fridays, and uh, so we're gonna get down there. Um, and, and rent out a room in a hotel and, and uh, get down there a couple hours early where where they can get off their feet and, and kind of relax and get, uh, you know, comfortable. Um, and then we'll dress at the hotel and then load up on the bus and, and get there right before we go out. And, um, you know, we learned our lesson a little bit from the trip to Walker Valley. It was about two hours, and, and, and we tried to – stay at home as long as we could and then load up and and jump off the bus and you know get taped get dressed and and uh felt like kids were a little lethargic to start that game so we're going to go a different direction this week said coach adam kane with the upperman bees as they get ready to take on east hamilton in round two of the 4a playoffs coming up on the road friday night coach kane we appreciate the time as always thanks the Monterey Wildcats improved to 9-2 and on the season after beating Happy Valley 40-6 to at home this past Friday to win round one of the 2A playoffs. And Coach, I'll start it right there. What did the guys do well in the win Friday night? Well, you know, I was really proud of our effort in all three phases. Uh, you know, I, I thought we came out early and had a lot of energy. and uh, You know, we, we busted a big play early and, and kind of got the emotions going. And, uh, you know, then defensively we come out and got a huge stop right off the bat and you know, for us, just kind of setting the tone early, being at home. Uh, we had a great crowd, had a great environment, and, and, and you know, just getting some getting some energy early was was a big advantage. Coach, how happy are you for these guys, and especially your seniors? They they get another playoff win and another chance to get into the quarterfinals. Well, you know, it, it's just a, you know, it's a, a great group of young men. Uh, you know, from our freshman class on up. Uh, just uh, an honor to coach these guys and to get to spend the time that I do with them. Uh, very proud of them on the field and, you know, very proud of them off the field. They, they, they work really hard. 
uh, at practice. They spend a lot of time watching film. Uh, they they do what they're supposed to, you know, in school and in the community, and just a, a really good group of young men. Uh, Coach, I, I assume you guys set goals before the season gets started, and when you have a kind of a younger group like this one, like you've talked about throughout the season, what what kind of goals did you guys set? Of course, you knew you were going to have talent, but what were the goals that you guys set that you wanted to accomplish by the end of the season? Well, you know, we just wanted to grow our program. One of the big things that we talked about was getting to host a playoff game, and, and we were able to do that. And, uh, you know, our, our seniors had, had other goals, and, and our team had other goals. And, um some of the big things that we just talked about was, was the growth of, of individual players and, and when we set personal goals, being able to check those off, and, and most of them have been able to do that. And, and as a team, you know, we, we still have several that, that are out there. But, you know, being able to, uh, you know, host a playoff game, being able to win a playoff game, and, and those are things that were really critical to us uh and our seniors was was to be able to get that additional game in our in our own stadium and uh very proud for them to get to do that and and you know when we talk about it the last guaranteed game they had was friday night in our stadium uh and they're going to be able to say that they left and won the last game they ever played possibly in that stadium what is the buzz like around the program right now of course you guys make it to the second round of the two-way playoffs you've had a lot of success this season a lot of good seniors on the team of course mason bowman a mr football semi-finalist as well what's it like up on the mountain right now well you know you know a lot of energy um this is a, a great group that loves to practice and and when i say that you know it's not like they're excited every day to be at practice uh, i don't know how many people really truly love practice uh but this is a group that loves being together uh they love taking care of each other and and they enjoy uh you know the process it, it, it's a group that uh we started talking about it last december that you've got you've got to buy into the process and, you, and you've got to love the grind of the process and they've really bought into that philosophy. And, and when you watch how they approach uh, the day-to-day operations of it, you can really tell that, that they understand what has to go into it to find success. Talking with head coach Scott Hughes of the Monterey Wildcats football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Of course, coach, a big matchup with Hampton yet again on the road coming up this Friday in the second round of the two-way playoffs. Before we break down the matchup a l- uh, too much, what's going to go into Friday? What's the plan for it? Of course, a longer drive. How do you guys try to break that down? Well, you know, uh, last year we, we made that, that trip in uh, – you know, it's a different trip than, than most because of the distance. You know, it's a three-and-a-half-hour trip. So, you know, you try to break it up a little bit to, to get off the bus and, and, you know, time it up to where you get your pregame meal in, in the same time frame that you typically do if it's a home game or, or even a road game that's a little bit shorter travel. Uh, but, you know, to find success on this trip, you, you've got to have a very mature football program, and, and they've got to be able to handle – different scenarios and different situations. And and we've tried to put them in as many adverse situations and difficult situations throughout the preseason and throughout the season as we could. And, And hopefully it'll set us up for success this Friday. Coach, I remember you talking about kind of scheduling the teams that you do, especially in non-region play, those bigger teams, to, to try to get them ready for games like this one. Now let's break it down a little bit. It's a 9-2 and Hampton Bulldogs team. Of course, you played them last year and fell to them 21-0 in the first round last year. They go on to the 2A championship game. What do you know about the 2022 Bulldogs team? Well, they're, they're very athletic. They have a lot of team speed, um, doing a lot of the similar things that they did last year. 
uh, just a whole lot faster. Uh, they may not be as big as they were last year, uh, but I, I do believe they have more team speed on the perimeter and and things of that nature. Uh, coach Lunsford is a, a you know high level coach. It's one of tremendous amount of football games in that program, and uh, you know it's a traditional program that wins a lot. Uh, they believe in what they do, and, and they have a great environment. Uh, and it, it's a it's a huge challenge for us. But we're we're you know we're going to have to handle the trip a little bit better than we did last year, and, and we're going to have to handle some adversity. Uh, they put you in some conflict just with the pressure that they put on you uh, from a physical standpoint. It's a very very physical in your face football team on both sides of the football. Coach, how big is a player like Mason Bowman in this game? Or maybe how big is it uh, another player who can step up and make an impact to, to try to open up his avenues a little bit easier? Well, you know, it, you know, for Mason, Mason, he, you know, obviously everybody knows who he is and, and he's well-deserved in that recognition. But, you know, it's going to take much more than him to win this football game. Uh, it's going to have to be a, a total team effort on offense, and, and our defense is going to have to play, you know, superb to have an opportunity in this game. Um, but, you know, so far we've had a good week of practice. Our guys are really focused, and, and you know, I think they're they're excited for the opportunity uh, to get to compete in this environment and, and get to compete in a game of this magnitude. Head Coach Scott Hughes of the Monterey Wildcats football program traveling to Hampton, Tennessee to take on the Bulldogs in the second round of the 2A playoffs coming up on Friday. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you guys so much for having me on. The DeKalb County Tigers finished their season with a final record of 6-5 and five on the season, 2-3 and three in region play as we're joined by Head Coach Steve Trapp of the DeKalb County Tigers. Coach uh, fell to a good East Hamilton team on the road, 21-14 to 14 in the first round of the 4A playoffs. And, and I'll start it there. It finished your season, but what were your thoughts on that game? Well, I, I mean, our guys battled hard. It was another one of those games. Again, we... You know, we lost four games in a row to end the season, so that's very disappointing. But I'm not disappointed in my guys. I mean, they played extremely hard. Uh, our quarterback, Jordan Parker, on Thursday at practice actually messed up a ligament in his elbow. So uh, we we were not able to throw the football at all, you know. And in return, you know, Kobe Barnes had 55 carries for 327 yards and a score. And, um, you know, that's, you know, everything happened so late with those injuries and things like that. That was kind of our game plan, and uh, it was going pretty well. I think we had over 70 plays. They only had 26 plays, but uh, we had one turnover that they actually picked up and scored, and that ended up being the difference in the game. So uh, we also, Ian Jones, our starting center there in, uh, early in the second quarter, we lost him for the rest of the night, too. So some things just kind of piled up on us a little bit in that category, but uh, like I said, I'm very disappointed in you know how we finished the season with, uh, compared to how we was in the middle, uh, but I'm not disappointed in the team. Coach, how how hard was that? You mentioned the, the five losses on the season, of course, four to finish out the season. Every single one of those was, was within a possession or within a couple of points. I mean, how hard was that mentally? And, I mean, w- would you rather be in ball games like that? Or, obviously, you'd rather be winning them, but would you still rather have a chance in every single ball game like that? Definitely. I mean, we, you know, and, and we did. We had a chance in every single game. You know, two of our region games that we lost, we lost in overtime. You know, one where we didn't execute the play, and then the other one where where the other team did, uh, you know, and then like I said, all the other ones was a touchdown or less. So uh, we had our opportunities uh, and just, you no, know, but really it's, you know, just teaching these guys, trying to help these guys uh, understand, you know, setbacks, 
things don't go your way. It wasn't because they wasn't working hard. It wasn't because they wasn't a good football team. And, uh, you know, just things didn't go their way. And I remember after the Stone Memorial game, we told them that, you know, the things that we've went through on the football field, that they will, they will glorify you later. Um, and then after the East Hamilton game, I, I reminded them that, you know, I didn't promise them that it would glorify them on the football field, but life is hard. There will be setbacks in life. Uh, you're going to put a lot of time and effort into things, and it may not go your way, but, uh, you know, how you handle that and wake up the next morning and go about your business and your process of work, and that's what these guys did every week for us. Uh, like I said, I, I'm very proud of what they put out on the field for us, just you know, a few more plays go our way, we're, you know, we're talking about a totally different season. Talking with head coach Steve Trapp of the DeKalb County Tigers football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. And coach, I know uh, pretty much any coach that you talk to on any sport throughout the high school level, they're getting into it because they want to help some younger athletes, some younger students be better people and obviously play a good uh, style of brand of football or whatever sport it is as well. But uh, talking to you, it really seems like, I mean, you care for your guys, you care for this program. How much pride and how much care do you put into taking care of these guys and trying to make them better people well i mean that's that's priority number one uh like i said when we do our orientation early in the spring for all the new players and new parents uh you know it's a pretty lengthy presentation just going over our expectations of what tiger pride ultimately means and and nowhere in that or very few times in that is the word winning ever mentioned so we want to win every time we step on the field. Don't get me wrong, but that's not what we entirely focus on. We feel that to get that, there's a process of developing just good human beings, you know, and we're in the same boat with the parents to do that. Uh, you know, we tell the parents all the time that, uh, you know, we we hope that football means so much to your child that they will act better at home and you can use football as a crutch against them or, or whatever it may be. But, uh like I said, at the end of the day, there's a process of work that goes into it, a process of developing, uh, and ultimately our expectations is great choice, great effort, and golden rule. And uh, we feel that if they can live up to those three things, that the school board will give us what we want it to be more times than not. Coach, i, I got to ask about the seniors, and I want to start, of course, with Colby Barnes. He, he has been phenomenal this year. Of course, I mean, you even mentioned just the numbers in that last game, yeah. 55 carries and uh, – <laughs> A heck of a lot of yards. He's done that quite a bit yeah. this season. How big and how phenomenal was he this year? Uh, well, I mean, he carried our team, you know, losing our starting quarterback early in the season, which, you know, he still would have had a great season. Uh, I don't think he would have went over 2,000 yards like he did. And, you know, that's a school record. 55 carries in a game is number two in the state of Tennessee all time. Uh, and, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, rushing records here at our school, uh, he probably holds them all. But, uh, you know, he did a great job for us. He'll be the first to tell you that, you know, without his teammates, his offensive linemen and everybody else doing their job, that, you know, he wouldn't have been able to do what he was doing. But uh, he definitely carried our team there in the middle of the season and all the way through the rest of it. And, uh, you know, we're going to miss him. You know, he's, he's not a very verbal or vocal guy. He kind of leads by example and just rolls his sleeves up and go to work. And that's the type of running back that he was also. Well, Coach, take me through the senior class in general. What What did this senior class mean to you and your program? Well, it, I just remember all of them. Uh, you know, there's a lot of gritty, tough, physical football players in that group. And, you know, and I made sure I, I let them know that after the game. And, uh, you know, it was hard on them, and it should be. You know, this is a group that's been very successful throughout their entire career here at DeKalb County, going all the way back when they were in the Pee Wee program. But uh, in middle school, you know, as eighth graders, they went undefeated and won the first ever championship. And, 
uh, you know, they've, they've seen a lot of success here at the high school level too. They've, uh, if they're four year seniors, they played in 47 football games. That's tied for first all time with a four year senior group. Uh, they're tied first all time with 28 wins in a four year span if they're four year seniors. So, uh, they've done a lot of good things. And like I said, I just wish a few plays could have went different so they could even garner some more success. Well, coach, uh, what's the off season look like for you guys? You taking any time off or are you just kind of getting right back into it? Well, I mean, it'll take us, you know, probably this first week off to get all of our inventory situated and see what all I need to, uh, you know, replace and things like that. We'll give the guys, uh, you know, we won't be doing anything after school until in January, and that's when we'll start our winter program. And uh, But we do have six-block football at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, after the Thanksgiving break, we definitely get back into what we call our prehab phase, and that's just getting their bodies back right to what we're fixing to put them through starting in January. So, you know, they'll have a little bit of time off. Uh, we'll do some house cleaning over there and, uh, you know, have some meetings and stuff like that. But uh, basically after Thanksgiving, we'll start getting back after it a little bit. That's head coach Steve Trapp with the DeKalb County Tigers. A final record this season, 6-5, and five, playing one of the toughest region, if not the toughest region in 4A football this year. Coach Trapp, we appreciate the time as always. Congrats on another successful season. Well, I appreciate what you guys do to promote high school football and having all those coaches on every week. And uh, like I said, just thank you for having me on. The York Institute Dragons moved on into round two of the two-way playoffs with a 60-8 to win over Cumberland Gap in round one this past Friday as we're talking with head coach Derwin Wright of the York Institute Dragons. Coach Wright, the highest point total for your offense this season, and I got to start it there. What was working so well offensively for you guys? Well, everything was on that night. I mean, Passing game, running game, it was just clicking on all cylinders. They, uh, you know, they uh, they were two and eight team and 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 had 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 some kids sick, so uh, they were you know pretty pretty banged up when they came in. So, uh, but you know, they played their hearts out, and and our guys our guys were just hitting on all cylinders. Coach, I know when we had talked last week, you had mentioned how you ran a little bit more of that double wing against Rockwood. Did you run a little more of that against Cumberland Gap as well, or did you go back to the spread at all? No, we were we were in that we were in that one hundred percent of the time against Cumberland Gap in our in our double wing. And then how nice is that? To, is it is it more comfortable for you to kind of run that now that you do have those options back at the running back position? Well, you know, it's an offense that I've I've ran for many years, so I'm very familiar with you know if if something's being stopped what's probably being open and what's what what are they giving up to stop this so as far as play calling it, it, it it's it's a little more comfortable for me but again the spread offense uh, the way we have uh, we you know that's that's definitely uh something we're not going to get away from because we we've got uh, with miles left you and uh you know, Aiden Sweat, Thomas, and Riley Miller at receivers, and and uh, Bryson Bilbrey tied in. I mean, you you'd be crazy not to use it. <laughs> you got t- t- you got talent all over the place, and then of course you add in Logan Pinnell and Kane Stover at that tailback position. You guys really yep. have a lot of weapons. Does it seem like those two guys, especially, are getting back up to more more of game speed now? Yeah, they are, and then you know that was that was when we were when we were without both those guys. Uh, not only big big you know big impact on offense but it's also a big impact on defense for us. so uh, having those guys back help us out a lot 
Talking with head coach Derwin Wright of the York Institute Dragons right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Moving on into round two of the two-way playoffs with a big win over Cumberland Gap in round one this past Friday. And coach, uh, defensively, you've only given up eight points combined in the last two games. What's really been working on that side of the ball? Well, our guys are playing more aggressive downhill. Uh, you know, I felt like that, uh, you know, against Rockwood, that was one of our better defensive outings. Uh, you know, Rockwood was had been put up pretty good points and uh you know our our guys uh bought into the game plan and 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 just you know we knew we had to stop number one for them and number seven and, and also number two and uh you know our, our guys stepped up to the plate and did a great job uh made made their reads and got downhill and was very aggressive on defense Coach, how much has this team been through this season? I mean, you guys come into the season. I'm sure not a lot of people expected you guys to win the region. You come out and do that, and you've dealt with a lot of injuries, especially in the second half of the year. How proud are you of your guys with, with how much they've dealt with this year, and now they're still playing some pretty good football? I'm very proud of them. I feel like that you know we were at a point in the season where they uh, – they, it was it was one of those deals, you know. After the Gibbs and Clay County game, uh, you know Gibbs game, we played pretty well. Clay County, they 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 put good whooping on us. Just to be honest with you, they played a they played a great game, and and uh, you know at that point these guys could have could have actually went either way. And uh, you know we kept talking about you know we're playing for a region championship on Friday night at home, our last home game, and. Uh, uh, you know, from that that point on, that game they just they they just hit hit a peak and they're playing uh, with more confidence and playing stronger and better than than we have all year. Well, coach, you mentioned uh, working on stuff in the kicking game. Just take me through that as you get ready for round two of the playoffs. What are you guys focusing on in practice? Well, we got we got to work on our timing. Uh, you know, anytime field goal, an extra point, uh, late late in the year like this, uh, postseason. It's going to come down. There's going to be a game. It's going to come down to uh, uh, either you know a field goal or an extra point, and you know just the the, the snap, the hold, the timing, the kick. It, it's just you know that's something holders and kickers and snappers all got to work together. And uh, we've not we've not put a lot of time into it. We've got to spend more time on it with Caden Stover back. He's he's got a strong leg, and, and uh, you know there's just there, you, you know you know as a coach you've been there. You know that it's possible it's going to come down to a field goal or an extra point, so that's going to be an emphasis this week. Well, coach, you get to host another playoff game coming up on Friday against six and five South Green. What do you know about the Rebels? Well, you know York traveled to South Green last year in the first round and and, and took a pretty bad whipping. Uh, but uh, you know, watching them all field, they still got a real. They've got a good football team. Uh, they do. They do the things they do really well. Uh, offensively, they remind me remind me of Clay County and the spread that they run. What they do out of it. Uh, so defensively, we're going to have to, or especially our secondary, is going to have to play a really good game Friday night. Do you do you ever go back, especially if you have a similar offense like this? Will you go back and look at that Clay County film defensively to see what could have been a little bit better? Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You, you is, you know, and that's that's one of the biggest things the coach does Saturday and Sunday is watching film and looking back and and, and looking at your opponent and, and and then looking at you know looking at your own film and then look and say, okay, based on what 
you know, then they may have the Clay County film. I don't know if they do or not, but based on, okay, what Clay County did, what are they going to exploit? So, you know, it's, it's a preparation is a, and I think you can watch too much film too. You know, you've got to, I guess what I try to do is I look at, you know, similar offenses and, and what did we not do well on? And if they're running similar stuff to look at that, but the big thing is, you know, I think it's important to scout yourself too. Well, that's going to be a fun one coming up on Friday as that's head coach Derwin Wright with the York Institute Dragons getting ready to take on South Green at home coming up on Friday in round two of the two-way playoffs. Coach Wright, we appreciate the time as always. All right, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Joined by head coach Mark Frazier of the White County Warriors football program, 9-2 and two on the season after their first playoff win in school history, beating Franklin County 49-30 to last Friday. And coach, I'll start it off right there. I know you got a chance to talk to Tom about it a little bit as well, but what was that celebration like after the game Friday night? I can probably use my voice a little better than when I was talking to him on Saturday morning. So <laughs> it's a, it's a, it was fun, man. The, the community was excited. The team's excited. And, you know, it's just fun to get a big win like that. You know, it's a historic win, and, you know, they made history. Kids did and going to be talked about for a long time. And the way we won, it was just a fun night to, to finish off their last game at, at the D. Harris Field. So it was, it, was, it was a good night for everybody. Coach, for yourself, how fulfilling was it for you? My first year, we were 5-5, five and five, so we, it, was, it, was a, it was a struggle. Though. There was a lot of, lot of, uh, of things that had to be changed and, uh, you know, the kids, you know, learning to win and believing to win. And the, um, so to go from there to here is just really a testament to the hard work of the, of the players and, and the coaching staff. Got a lot of really good guys around me that do a lot of hard work. So, um, you know, it's just exciting to see it, it come to fruition there. Even when you first started coaching White County, was it kind of a goal of yours to to set this as a goal to try to win a playoff game for White County? Oh, no doubt. We 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 came in. You know, of course. You know, we started. We were in non-region play, so the first two years we we couldn't make the playoffs regardless of how well we did. So, you know, last year was our first year where we could qualify, and it was kind of a disappointing season. We ended up going five and five, but you know, we really thought we let some games get away to get in the playoffs and then so you know this year was definitely a, a goal to to you know get in and then to win one that was that was the first couple of goals of course we we you know we want to continue on it's not something that we're satisfied and taking it easy from here on out but you know it was a, a goal that we talked about as soon as we all started back you know four years ago coach what was something you guys been working really hard on throughout this season that they that the team did a really good job of friday night well, I mean, we've been good offensively all year, if you don't get right down to it. It's been a, an impressive year from the offensive side, and, and uh offensive line played great again. I thought our receivers did a really good job. They We didn't throw a single pass, and they sit out there and block their tails off all game long, so I think they deserve a lot of credit. Um, but, you know, some things that people might not notice, I think our special teams was, uh, was pretty good. We had, you know, our kickoff coverage was something we really worked on this week, and, and improved upon it and uh our secondary is getting better every week a bunch of young guys back there that i feel like are playing better every time they go out and last week against a pretty good passing team did a really good job so um just a lot of improvement you know it's fun you get the extra games to get better so um just you know improvement all all the way around so we obviously got to continue to do that this week 
Talking with head coach Mark Frazier of the White County Warriors football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Took down Franklin County in round one of the 5A playoffs on Friday and get a really good Nolansville team coming up on the road this Friday, an undefeated Nolansville team. And coach, let's break it down a little bit. Obviously getting tougher as you get into the second round of the playoffs. They're one of four undefeated teams in 5A. You've had a chance to see them play. Got to see them play against Franklin County a couple of weeks ago. What stands out about them? Well, you know, they just got a lot of good athletes all over the field. Several guys going, uh, some of them haven't chose where they're going yet, but several, you know, college athletes, there's, you know, they got five or six guys that'll be playing on Saturdays next year. They're senior laden team. Um, they throw the ball really well. Um, and I, I feel like they're really well coached. They've got a pretty good scheme offensively that they use. And quarterback, I think, is going to Georgia Southern. He does a good job getting the ball out of his hands quick. Um, receiver going to. I'm not sure if he's going to Auburn. I know he's been offered by Auburn. That does a great job just going up and getting the ball stretches the field. And then, you know, defensively, I think they're going to be the best defense we played this year. They've got a really, really uh, athletic defensive line and, and, and secondary as well. So um, just a good all-around team, and it's going to be a, a tough test. There's a reason where why they are ranked where they are. After seeing them play the Rebels and then you guys play the Rebels yourself, are there any areas of their game that you think you can exploit or you can try to exploit? Well, I don't know exploit would be the right word, but we just, you know, we, we're going to do what we do. Uh, you know, Malachi and Tripp are going to run the ball. You know, if we can hit a pass here or there to get a, get a few big plays as, as far as that goes. And then, you know, defensively, we've got to, We've got to get some stops and, and hope our offense can get the ball rolling downhill. So there's nothing really that changes there. That's just, you know, our, you're not going to change week 12. And, and uh, so hopefully we can continue to be effective on offense and, um, and maybe have some success. Going up against a good defense, you mentioned probably the best defense you'll face this year. Do you, do you add in any more plays offensively? I know you mentioned maybe throw the ball a little bit more to maybe open up the run game a little bit more. Or is it still you just kind of have to execute and keep working what you guys have been working on all season with? Well, I think you just got to execute. I mean, you can't change your personality in Week 12. Um, you know, uh, NFL teams, college teams can do a little bit more of that than we can at this level. You know, we're not going to turn into throwing it 30 times a game. So, no, we're going to do what we do. Um, you know, like I said, maybe we can find a few weaknesses there to get a few passes out to ease up, uh, you know, having eight, nine, ten guys in the box. So, um, But, no, we're, we're still going to run the football. They know that. We know that. It's just a matter if we can execute it. Coach, how cool is it that you're still practicing and playing in the second week of November? Uh, that's fun. We just talked about that yesterday, November football. It's been a long, long time since we've got to say that around here. So it's exciting. The kids are really really enjoying it. They're enjoying the ride. I think they won't be intimidated Friday, so hopefully this is just a one, one more week and we get to do it again the following. Lastly, Coach, what are some keys to a victory Friday night for the Warriors? Well, we're going to have to play mistake-free football. We can't turn the ball over. Uh, we can't have penalties. Uh, we've got to do things uh, you know, a little bit cleaner than we did Friday night if we're going to beat a team like this. We can't make those mistakes, so I think you do that and then, you know, execute as well as you can and, and, uh, and then you just find out who the better team is. But if we can, you know, you know, not give them anything easy, uh, then maybe we can hang in there. That's it, Coach Mark Frazier with White County Warriors football program getting ready to take on Nolansville coming up on Friday night in the second round of the 5A playoffs. Coach Frazier, we appreciate the time. Hey, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it.
Welcome back on the High School Playbook. We're joined by head coach Derek Samber of the Stone Memorial Panthers football program, a team that improved to 10-1 and on the season after beating Hickson in round one of the 4A playoffs, a shutout 37-0. to And coach, uh, what'd you like from your team in the win? Well, uh, obviously a shutout is big. Our defense has played a really good brand of football all year, but picked a, a good time to pitch our first shutout. Offensively, we were really efficient, didn't run a lot of plays, but executed well and played a pretty good clean game in terms of not having any turnovers uh, and minimizing penalties. Was it kind of a point of emphasis defensively on that side of the ball to, to try to maybe get a shutout, or was it something that, that just kind of happened that the, you guys didn't let them into the end zone at all? Uh, you know, uh, we bowed our backs once uh, they got into the red zone, um, came up with an interception, forced a turnover, and actually took it the other way for points ourselves on defense. So uh, that was a big play, but really the same brand of football, and maybe it was a little better situationally Friday night. Tackled pretty well. Hickson had some really good athletes, uh, but was pleased with the way that we tackled and played well situationally. Coach, I know you had mentioned last week yeah, you were most excited for the fans of Cumberland County to see some playoff football. What was that atmosphere like last Friday? You know, it was a great atmosphere, Jacob, and uh, I told our boys this city deserves a show. Um, don't see a whole lot of home games, home playoff games in Crossville uh, in regards to football. So uh, I thought we played well, certainly getting a shutout and then putting some more points on the board. It was great to have a um, big atmosphere uh, and a lot of our community out to witness it. Coach, I, I saw some of the Region 4-4A superlatives, of course, so you guys being the region champions, a lot of your names were on there, yours included, and your quarterback, Hunter Hevelon, was the co-MVP in the region. What, what, is, what does that mean to you, to have so many of your players and yourself on that list? You know, I don't want to minimize that at all, Jacob. Um, and, you know, Hunter was, was co-MVP or whatever. I just want to keep playing with this bunch. I want to keep having an opportunity to watch these kids play. Uh, they play the game the right way. They practice the right way. Uh, and I want to keep coaching this bunch. So awards are great, but we're chasing uh, a little bit more than that. I kind of want to ask you about that, too. That kind of leads into my next question. Of course, you've mentioned it throughout the year. It's back to business every single week. You take that business-like approach, and a lot of it is because of your seniors. How focused and how determined is this group, especially at this point in the season as you start going into round two of the playoffs? You know, I've bragged on this group. What makes this group fun to coach and what I love about this group is how much football means to them. You know, as a as a younger coach earlier in my career, I always had coaches say, you know, don't ever think that it means as much to the kids as it does to you. Uh, but it sure means a lot to this bunch. And so that makes it fun. Uh, they are determined. Um, I think we had some kids step up uh, the week prior against DeKalb County and, and just kind of buckled down and didn't let us lose that football game. They found a way to win. Talking with head coach Derek Samber of the Stone Memorial Panthers right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Getting ready for round two of the playoffs where they're going to be taking on a good Red Bank team. who uh, They've been in the playoffs before as well. And coach, let's break down the matchup a little bit. A 9-2 and two Red Bank team coming to town. Ended your season last year in round one of the playoffs. What do you know about the Lions this season? Well, tremendously uh, athletic. Dangerous on the offensive side of the ball with their speed. Defensively, just so disruptive up front. Their their front seems to be constantly making plays in the backfield and forcing turnovers. Uh, and then on the back end, you can tell they're really well coached. That defense, the linebackers fit correctly. Uh, not a lot of coverage bust, and they can certainly break on the football. So um, a battle-tested team when you look at their schedule. Um, they ended our season last year, so it's a big uh, hill to climb Friday night against Red Bank. 
Coach, I've asked a few other coaches this question as well. When you get into round two and even round one of the playoffs, you're going to see some familiar teams that you might have faced in years past. In this case, your situation faced them in round one last year. Do, do you go back and look at that game film at all, or do you mainly just focus on the game film that you've seen on them this season? Yeah, um, we have focused on this year for the most part. I know Red Bank went through a coaching change, and um, teams' personalities can change uh, week to week, much less year to year. Um, so certainly something where we focus more on what we've seen um, more recently. Coach, lastly, especially here in round two of the playoffs, there's not any bad teams anymore. You guys know that as well as anybody. How much are the mistakes amplified, and do you think those are kind of the biggest key in winning games is whoever can make the least amount of mistakes this deep in the playoffs? Yeah, playing mistake-free is certainly something we're going to emphasize, but um, you know, at the end of the game, it's or at the end of the day, it's a it's another forty eight minute football team or game, and we've told our team that they just uh, need to come play our brand of ball, uh, bring their best, uh, try to minimize those mistakes. But um, you know, stakes being amplified, you know, somebody's high school season, high school career is going to end Friday night. So those are the stakes, and I know that uh, our our boys will be up to the challenge because of what football means to them. It's going to be a fun matchup Friday night for the Stone Memorial Panthers as they get the Red Bank Lions coming up at home in Crossville Friday night. That's head coach Derek Samber of the Panthers right here on the High School Playbook. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate you. The Clay County Bulldogs moved into round two of the 1A playoffs with a 49-0 win over Sale Creek this past Friday. And Coach all started right there, a big win in round one of the playoffs. Uh, just take me through who stepped up and played well in that ball game. Well, we I think uh, everybody played well. I think our kids uh, were ready to play, and uh, we come out a little flat um, to start the game. But you know, our kids picked it up, and and uh, you know Joseph Markham was typical Joseph Markham running hard and and breaking tackles, uh, keeping arms through the ball really well. Uh, Alec Kerr uh, had another couple touchdowns, and just you know Jimmy Burchett and Nate Adams, those guys did great. The offense line did good defensively. We 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 uh, been a little bit at times, but we we, uh, we did a great job of wrapping people up and making tackles. Coach, I wanted to ask about the defense. It's the fourth shutout of the year. The defense is only allowing seven points per game this season. How much pride do you personally, and how much pride does this team take on that side of the ball? Well, you know, they take pride in everything that they do. And, uh, you know, Coach Dixon does a great job of putting our kids in the right place at the right time. And, um, making sure that we are sound in what we do, and uh, you know the kids do a great job there. You know they don't they don't miss tackles, and and very rarely do they miss a tackle. So uh, very proud of that. Now you kind of mentioned it there. The offense has been just as good, uh, if not better, this year as well, putting up a lot of points against some good defenses themselves. And and you had kind of mentioned it. Joseph Markham been running the ball well, Keaton Arms throwing it well. Of course, he had Nate Adams who filled in for a few games as well. Is there anything in particular on the offensive side of the ball that works better, or are they pretty balanced for the most part? Uh, very balanced. Uh, you know, you know, we can throw the ball, we can run the ball. You know, and and you got four or five kids that can run the ball. Uh, you know, with Alec Kerr, you know, Nate took one. I think he went uh, took one on a sweep the other night, went seventy one yards and uh, on a touchdown. So. You know, there's you know got Jimmy Burchett who uh, he had I think he had one carry for twenty something yards. So, you know, we got four or five kids that can run the ball all the time, and you know, and, and we just got to get the 
the ball to the playmakers, and and that's what we've done well so far. Coach Maynard does a great job of getting the ball to everybody. Coach, how much of an advantage is that? I know we've talked about bringing Coach Maynard on in the staff earlier this season, and then when you compare him with all the skilled players that you have, how much of an advantage is that for your team where the defense really can't contain one or two guys? they got to pay attention to the whole team. Well, it's huge. You know, Coach Maynard uh, gets their guys out in space and, and gets those guys uh, – where you got to pay attention to him because you can get hit them at any time. And he, he does a great job uh, of game planning each week and, and uh, getting these guys uh, the ball when they can when they can get it to, you know, and, and does a great job of that. We're talking with head coach Bruce Lamb of the Clay County Bulldogs football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Yes, sir. That's great. Sorry. Okay, cool. No. <clears throat> All right. Talking with head coach Bruce Lamb of the Clay County Bulldogs football program, 10-1 and on the season after they went 3-0 and in region play, won their round one playoff game right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. And uh, coach, I wanted to ask you about it. You've had three 11-win seasons as a head coach. You have a chance to do it again this Friday. Uh, how does this team stack up with those other 11-win teams that you've coached? Well, you know, two things are in common with all three teams. You know, number one, you got to have great athletes, and we have that just like those other two teams that I coached or three teams, and uh, and you know, and then you got to have great assistant coaches, and we definitely have that. So, you know, everybody's working on board to do the right thing and do the things that uh, uh, you know we need to do, and and when you've got those two things, you know, you're going to have a successful season. As you keep moving on into the playoffs, of course, you guys have played some really strong football this year. The alone loss to a good Westmoreland team. As you get deeper into the playoffs, what does your team need to keep doing a better job of? You know, I, I think pretty much is being the most physical team out there. I mean, we, we need to be uh, the most aggressive when we need to go at people and, and uh, not get out of our game plan and, and just execute what the coaches come up with. And, you know, I think if we can do that, I think we'll, I think we'll be successful course coach playing football this friday get to host another one and taking on a nine and two whitwell tigers team just take me through what do you know about the tigers um very good football team you know like you said nine and two uh they played some good football so far and um got a lot of kids got, got a lot of coaches and a lot of kids so uh you know actually watching film right now and, and just trying to figure out a lot of things they do but they're, they're good all, all throughout the, every ball on the field you know whereas the linemen are backs, receivers, whatever, they've they got a good football team and uh, very aggressive, so I know that uh, we've ever ready to play. I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know still early stages in watching that film, but is there anything that stands out in those early stages about them? Yeah, just uh, how how disciplined they are and do do the right thing. And, uh, you know, they uh, they block well, they, they tackle well, um, you know, they, got, they cover well in the past, they... Uh, they, the quarterback who has been moved from running back, and uh, you know he runs the ball well. I think he's six three, uh, good sized young man. So, you know, going to be tough. Going to be tough. Coach, uh, what would it mean to you to get a win on Friday, both for you and for this Clay County team? This is a Clay County high school team that hasn't had eleven wins in a season since all the way back in nineteen ninety. What would that mean to you in this program? Well, it's huge because it means we get to keep playing. And that's to me, you know, we get to play in a third round game, and, and you know, and, and that's our goal is to make it to Chattanooga, and you know, that means that we get to move on. Um, and one thing about the, the senior class, this, the nine seniors that we have, uh, if they can win this game, they'll be the all-time winningest 
class in the history of, of Bulldog football, uh, whether it's Clay County or Salina. It'll give them 36 wins in four years, and that'll be the most wins that anybody's ever had in those four years. So it's big for them and, uh, you know, well-deserved because these kids have played since they were freshmen, and uh, most of them have, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting for them. That's it, Coach Bruce Lamb with the Clay County Bulldogs as they get ready to host another playoff game in round two of the 1A playoffs against the Whitwell Tigers coming up on Friday. Coach Lamb, we appreciate the time as always. Yes, sir. Thank you.